Good evening and welcome Good to the show. Evening. Yeah, welcome indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, that was the new Scorpion Band with the Grenadiers March of 1776 and the Rogues March. Let's just tell you, the original Scorpion Band was formed by demobbed soldiers after the Napoleonic Wars around Puddletown in Dorset and they brought with them a collection of new and interesting instruments including a big bass drum, an Ophiclide and a Cornupian. So there. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Um, so this evening we are um, having a lean towards the fact that uh, yesterday was the 208th anniversary of the Battle of Waterloo. Yeah, would you just mind leaning the other way? Because that's <laughs> crowding me out here. Uh, it's not, um, not completely... Um, um, Related to that, although there is quite a lot of Napoleon uh, involved in yeah, this. And show otherwise, tonight. there are some tenuous links. Uh, yes, and there's a few tenuous links, <laughs> which is, I suspect that's what our audience would expect anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's astounding how, even now, to this day, people are still absolutely. Um, confounded by Napoleon and the interest in Napoleon still yeah. continues to this day. Fascination yeah. Of, yeah. of what went on. There's just so little about the Duke of Wellington, but uh, Napoleon appears absolutely everywhere. Well, he had that sort of he had that sort of charisma, didn't he? Yeah. And yeah. he didn't have a big nose. That's true, true, yeah. And... Uh, Yes, not tonight, Josephine. I've been cut up at the front. Is that <laughs> what it is? <laughs> All You've these things are attributed to it. I'm determined to get this into the conversation, I said, and I haven't been to a cocktail party lately. <laughs> right. Um, Play some hotels. Um, oh, yes. Yes. Uh, uh, of course, the... Uh, Everyone was conscripted into the army in those days. Uh, you, you sort of went in whether you wanted to or not. And the next one is your choice from Lynn Herod and Pat Turner. Yeah. So because, I mean, whatever your um, station in life, um, you generally left, well, hopefully you left a lady behind and left a loved one. So this is uh, Lynn and Pat with Where Is My Boy Tonight? See you. 
1877 by Robert Lowry and it actually sounds like a Victorian parlour ballad mm, but in it fact it's not it can be found in uh, Sankey's Sacred Hymns and Solos oh right yeah Sankey oh mm. I see good luck uh, Packy Manus Byrne next Donegal and Back is the album yeah and uh, songs ballads and whistle tunes this is uh, The Drummer Boy of Waterloo. You can see where we're going on this one. And uh, with Mr. Packy Manus Byrne. When Britain called her warlike sons When cannons roared and trumpets blew Young Edmund left his native home, a drummer boy for Waterloo. Young Edmund, being a child like you, his knapsack over his shoulder threw. Saying, Mother dear, dry up your tears Till I return from Waterloo 
His mother clasped him to her heart. To her only son she bid adieu. With ringing hands and an aching heart, she saw him march to Waterloo. With sword and drum, he marched away. Till the battlefield came into view, then a bullet from the enemy's ranks laid him low in Waterloo. Oh, comrades dear! Young Edmund cried as the tears fell from his eyes of blue. Tell mother dear that I nobly died, a drummer boy at Waterloo. They laid his head down on his drum. The grass was wet with the evening dew. The night rolled on, and when morning dawned, they dug his grave. At Waterloo. Ah, sad song. Packy Manus Byrne. Much missed. Indeed. Certainly much missed at this um, at Sidmouth Festival. Oh, yes. He always used to... Uh, like, a, like a fixture. <laughs> he was, yeah. yes, yeah. Great fun. Always great fun. Whether he was playing a, a whistle on its own or whether he was playing the shower pipe. The shower pipe, so he was the whistle <laughs> on each end, yeah. 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 And, uh, and uh, sort of a, um, a great talker and oh, great conversationalist. Um, yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah. one of my favourite songs of the uh, Waterloo is um, The Plains of Waterloo. Uh, here we have two efforts back to back. The first one being from Mr. Martin Simpson.
Summer's morning, down by the gay banks of some clear purling stream, there I heard a pretty maid making a sad lamentation. So I drew myself in ambush, for to hear her sad refrain. Through the wood she marched along, caused the valleys to ring all, and the fine feathered songsters around her head they flew. Sing the war, it is over, and peace, it is returned again. But still my will is not returning from the plains of Waterloo. I stepped up to this fair maiden, says my fond creature, 
Oh, it's there I make inquiry as to what's your true love's name. For I have been in battle where the cannon loud do rattle, and it's by your description I might have known the same. Willie Smith's my true love's name. And he's a hero of great fame, but now he has left me in sorrow. It is true, and no man shall me enjoy but my own darling boy. But still my will is not returning. From the plains of Waterloo, if Willie Smith's your true love's name, then he's a hero of great fame. He and I have fought together through many's the long campaign, through Italy and Russia, through Germany and Prussia. He was my loyal comrade in France and in Spain. Till at length, by the French, we were surrounded. But like heroes of old, we did them subdue. For three days we fought them. Till at length. We did defeat him. That bold Napoleon Boney on the plains of Waterloo. On the eighteenth day of June, it is ended the battle, leaving many's the proud hero in sorrow to complain. Where the war drums do beat and the cannon loud do rattle, oh, by a French soldier, your Willie he was slain. And as I passed by the place he lay bleeding, I scarcely had time. To bid him adieu, in a faint, faltering voice, these words he kept repeating: "Fare thee well, my lovely Annie. You are far from Waterloo." Fair maid heard his sad acclamation. Her red rosy cheeks turned pale into one. And when this young man saw her sad lamentation, he says, "My lovely Annie, I am that very one." 
For here is the ring that between us was broken In the midst of all danger love to remind me of you And when she saw the token she fell into his arms Saying you are welcome Lovely Willy from the plains of Waterloo. First played on Dobro by Martin Simpson and then with Song and uh, Uliam Pipes from New Scorpion Band. Um, um, followed by the last tune being the Blackbird, which yes. is... Um, and the vocals there were, of course, Tim Lacock. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, Plains of Waterloo, it must have been, they've written the Blackbird, it must have been the dance version of the Plains of Waterloo. And it was this um, it was a long dance, and it was extremely popular around the turn of the 18th century. And so then, 
Tim actually says in the notes that um, he learnt that song in 1973 um, from Molly, Molly Nutt from Norwich, yeah, who yeah. Um, was um, the the missus of. Um, Certain Dick Nuds, who you may know of via the Kipper family. Henry Kipper. Uh, right, now, a lady with a lovely voice, June Tabor. Oh. And um, again, it's the same thought of uh, people being conscripted. Uh, this is your choice. I never thought my love would leave me. Yeah, I thought it was apt, as it were. Apt. Oh, very. Right, June Tabor. Love to me 
Never does a bad job, does she, June oh, Taylor? Absolutely superb, wasn't it? Absolutely cracking. Um, oh, no I doubt that we had um, um, Mr. Simpson on that as well. Yes, um, I'm not sure. I think so. Yes, yes. Wouldn't be yes. at all surprised. Martin Simpson accompanying. Yes, indeed. Yes. So June Tabor with "I Never Thought My Love Would Leave Me." Uh, we move on now to Jez Lowe. I tell you it, what, I never thought her love would leave her. <laughs> you have any sense? <laughs> uh-huh. Jez um, Lowe, yeah. Jez Lowe, um, and he's talking about the other end one on the return. This is Jack's return from Jez Lowe. <laughs> Jack come and came home He saw what he'd really been missing Tales that he could have told Lips he could have been kissing That golden age when a printed page Could really change things for the good Had slipped through his hands with his hopes and plans So he did the only thing that he could He went looking for the true north The true north No more spinning on a stone Jack come and came home He was looking for the true north Never more to run Jack come and came home He was looking for the true north The true north No more spinning on a song Jack come and came home He was looking for the true Thank you. 
Jeslo, another performer that never turns in a poor performance, in my opinion. No, he's absolutely right. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Uh, Jack's return. Now, mm-hmm. our good friend Irene um, sent us uh, a CD some time ago. Uh, and if you're oh, listening, yes. Irene, the one that you sent us was No Easy Trade uh, of the Sheffield Folk Chorale. She tells me she's, um, in fact, she's given her in, uh, her apologies that she's not going to be able to listen next week because she's off to Sheffield. So um, she what? thinks she may be able to go and get to listen to the chorale and get get us some more CDs. So oh, we'd yeah. be well, very she grateful must, if she would. Actually, so. Irene, if you are going... Do give um, Graham and Eileen our, our best yeah, wishes and love. Yeah, please do, yeah. Haven't seen them for ages no, and ages for a long and ages. Time, long time. And it would be really good if they uh, were to, at some point, bring a, uh, uh, the chorale down to Sidmouth. That would be nice. I'd look forward to that. On the other hand, we could go up there. We could, we could. That's a thought. Except on a Monday. Except on a Monday. <laughs> and uh, I'd have to get written permission from my missus. Well, that's it then. <laughs> that's blowing us out of the water. Uh, anyway, we'll have to have a word with Tash, see what we can do. Yes. Um, anyway, the Sheffield Folk Chorale are now going to be singing a rosebud in June. Okay, it's nothing to do with Waterloo, but it is June, and, and it is a lovely song. Um, so, Sheffield Folk Chorale, from their album No Easy Trade, singing a rosebud in June. Sweet violets in bloom, and the birds singing gaily on every green bough. Here's the pink and the lily, and the daffy down jelly to adorn and perfume the sweet meadows and Whilst at the plough, the fat oxen go slow, and the lads and the lasses are sheep shearing a Here's the cleanly milk pail It is full of brown ale Our table, our table, our table We will spread We will sit and we'll drink We will laugh, joke and sing While each lad takes his life out on the green grass Whilst out the plough The fat oxen go slow And the lads and the lasses Are sheep shearing the goat 
Now the shepherds have sheared all their little woolly sheep. What joy can be greater than to talk of the increase? Here's the ewes and the lambs, all the hogs and the rams, and the fat weathers too. They will make a fine show. Whilst out the plough, the fat oxen go slow, and the lads and the lasses, a sheep shearing, go. Sheffield Folk Chorale, although mainly Eileen. Yes. <laughs> Eileen, beautiful voice as ever. That was absolutely gorgeous. Well done you for picking that one out. It's a nice one. Um, collected in 1906 from a Mr William Miller of Wooden Fitzpain in Dorset. So, thank you once again. Oh, I know it well, Wooden Fitzpain. Wooden Fitzpain, yeah. In fact, you know it quite well as well. Oh, is that where we went That's to hear Northern we Harmony? That's where we went to hear Northern was, Harmony. Oh, wow, yeah. This lovely little village We well, didn't see an awful lot of wooden fish paint there. It was black as midnight when we got there. <laughs> it was. It was middle of winter, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, it is. It's a lovely little village. Um, now, Kate Rusby next with the recruited Collier. Collier. Because um, obviously there were... They were just getting in anybody that could stand up, basically, I think, into the army in those days. Well, so, yeah, uh, if you got two legs, you were in. Whether you came out with two legs or something quite different. It's a different matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very different matter. Um, so, Kate Busby with the recruited Collier.
Job you made of that too, Kate. That was lovely. Cruzy Collier. Yeah, lovely. Uh, I must admit, so, I was introduced to that song by Gary and Vera Aspie. Oh yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, uh, I don't know where I heard first said. I don't know where. That's mm, uh, a, a cracking song, isn't it? It actually? is lovely. I've lovely never song. It. I've never sung it. Well, except joining uh, uh, yes. in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, my 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 first wife used to sing it. And, Did she uh, really? Yeah. And uh, but. Gary and Vera sort of certainly introduced me to that song, and uh, I used to love sort of joining in with it. Yeah. It is obviously um, a, a woman's song, and so it's um, not the sort of thing that uh, we manly blokes would sing. Oh, but, stop uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Um, well, I'll tell you what, that was a grand rendition. Thank you very it much, Kate. It certainly was, Kate. Lovely, Lovely job there. Lovely. Now, well, one, yeah. one of the... One of the probably best-known songs of uh, Napoleon and the Napoleonic era is The Bonnie Bunch of Roses. Here we have two masters um, presenting their uh, own versions of The Bonnie Bunch of Roses. Oh, I see. The first one being you. Yeah, well, that's very kind of you. Thank you very much indeed. Um, uh, if, if, you, if you drank, I'd buy you a pint. Um, <laughs> this is off your album Ghosts and Green Paint, Grease Paint. Well, uh, actually, what happened, <laughs> uh, on the centenary of Cecil Sharp collecting his first folk song in Hambridge, uh, Folk Southwest, under the direction of uh, our old friend Eddie Upton, uh, produced a, a show called As I Walked Out. Uh, and this was one of the songs... Um, that um, 
would turn out to be my solo and um, and I've sort of sung it ever since it's um it's this, it, well, it's the same version but some of the some of the lyrics are slightly different because I think it came from a somewhat more naive um uh, performer who turned out to be um a dairyman from um from Dorset called Tom Sprackland um, and I think he he didn't quite so understand. They couldn't quite find find Tom, could they? No, no, they couldn't find it? Tom Sprackler. <laughs> Bob and Jackie Patton did some research on each of the characters, um, and this was all this printed up and for people to read uh, information about the likes of Emma Overd and her sister and and all the people who were collected in Hambridge in the area, um, but they couldn't find anything very much on Tom Sprackland. That's because it wasn't his name. His <laughs> name was Theodore. <laughs> and being a dairyman, can you imagine the farmer saying, oh, Theodore, go and get the cows in. <laughs> so I think that got shortened to Tom. And Tom. It, got, yeah. it wasn't until later they found out who Tom Sprackland was. That's right. Theodore. So, so anyway, this is... Two the, versions of the Bonnie Bunch of yeah. Roses, very different treatments. Yeah. So the first one by my good friend and colleague here, Mr Barry Lister. By the dangers of the ocean One morning in the month of June All the warbling feathered songsters Their charming notes so sweet a tune there I beheld a female Seemingly in grief and woe Conversing with young Bonaparte Concerning the bonny bunch of the roses, oh then up spoke a young Napoleon And grasped his mother by the hand Saying, Mother, do have patience Till I am able to command I'll raise a mighty army And through tremblous dangers we will go And in spite of all the universe We'll conquer the bonny bunch of roses Oh. When you first beheld great Bonaparte You fell down on your bended knee And asked your father's life over him And this he granted a man fully then he took his mighty army And over frozen Alps did go Saying I never will return again 
Till we've conquered the bonny bunch of roses, oh. And he took ten hundred thousand men, and kings alike are wives to bear his terrain. He was so well provided for. That he could sweep the world again. But when he came to Moscow, he was overwhelmed by driving snow, and with Moscow all ablazing. There he's lost the bonny bunch of the roses, oh. Oh, son, be not so venturesome, for England is the heart of oak, and England, Ireland, Scotland, their unity shall ne'er be broke. Remember your dear father. On Saint Helena he lies alone, and if ever you follow after, beware of the bonny bunch of the roses, oh, oh, mother, dearest mother. Now I lie on my dying bed. If I'd lived, I would have been clever. But now I lay my drooping head, and while our bones do moulder. Weeping willows or a scroll, the name of a young Napoleon will enshrine the bonny bunch of roses.
Tabor and the Oyster Band there yeah. with a bonny bunch of roses. Well, I should have had the Oyster Band with me, but they got held up in traffic. <laughs> Is that <laughs> what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was almost inevitable, I think, that June uh-huh. and Oyster Band would get together because uh, when I was living in Mid Wales, um, June was just up the road and John was uh, a couple of miles further on, John yeah, Jones. Johnson, yeah. So, I mean, they lived very close to each other and we often used to be uh, getting together for yeah, sessions. Nice collaborations. They did, they did. And uh, so, 
First off, Mr. Barry Lister with Bonnie Bunch of Roses uh, and yes, Second of June Table and Oyster Band. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, no, by so, complete contrast. Yes, um, <laughs> we, we've been we've been towing the line far too closely. Yeah. So yeah. we thought, let's head off on a tangent, and this is our tangent. Well, I'll leave you to see what it's about. It occurred on the evening before Waterloo, and troops were lined up on parade. And Sergeant inspecting them, he was a terror, of whom every man was afraid. All excepting one man, who was in the front rank, a man by the name of Sam Small. And him and the sergeant were both daggers drawn. They thought not of each other at all. As Sergeant walked past, he was swinging his arm, and he happened to brush against Sam, and knocking his musket clean out of his hand, it fell to the ground with a slam. Pick it up, said Sergeant, abrupt-like, but cool, but Sam, with a shake of his head, said, seeing as thou knocked it out of me hand, perhaps thou'll pick the thing up instead. Sam, Sam, pick up the musket, the sergeant exclaimed with a roar. Sam said, thou knocked it down, read, and thou'll pick it up, for it stays where it is, on floor. The sound of high words very soon reached the ears of an officer, Lieutenant Bird, who says to the sergeant, Now, what's all this here? And the sergeant told what had occurred. Sam? Sam? Pick up the musket. Lieutenant exclaimed, with some heat. Sam said he knocked it down. Right, and he picks it up, for it stays where it is, at me feet. It caused quite a stir when the captain arrived to find out the cause of the trouble. And every man there, all excepting old Sam, was full of excitement and bubble. Sam, Sam, pick up the musket, said Captain, for strictness renowned. Sam said he knocked it down, right then he picks it up, but it stays where it is on ground. The same thing occurred when the Major and Colonel both tried to get Sam to see sense. But when old Duke of Wellington came into view, well then the excitement was tense. Up rode the Duke on a lovely white horse to find out the cause of the bother. He looks at the musket and then at old Sam and he talked to old Sam like a brother. Sam, Sam, pick up the musket, the Duke said, as quiet as could be. Sam, 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 pick up the musket. Come on, lad, just to please me. All right, Duke, said old Sam, just for thee I'll oblige. 
and to show thee I meant no offence. So Sam picked it up. Greatly, lad, said the Duke. Righto, boys, let battle commence. <laughs> Stanley oh, Holloway. Absolutely masterly. With Sam, Sam, pick up the musket. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know whether I've got it on record, but there was a, there's another terrific one where Sam, Sam gets a medal and goes to the king for, to, to receive a medal. That's it's really excellent, on the same sort of lines. The, the wonderful Stanley Holloway. Yeah. <laughs> There's some lovely stuff. Um, this is a, a, it's called Penny on the Drum, Stanley Holloway, the best of Stanley Holloway. And there's some lovely stuff on here. Really Beautiful is. stuff. Beautiful stuff. <coughs> now, next is two gentlemen who are, we are going to see this evening after we finish this show. Yeah, we are, we are. Uh, because um, we are talking about Mick Ryan and Paul Downs, who are... Um, 50% of crows and uh, they are playing at the Blue Ball tonight in Sid Ford and uh, run by the, the other folk club in uh, Sidmouth here yeah, yeah. and uh, we, uh, uh, we are popping along afterwards um, we so we'll are. look forward to that, that'll be good um, I haven't played this particular track for a long time and I just you know, I knew what it was I knew um well, obviously what the length was incidentally that's another plea we only we put a plea in last week all you um producers please put some times on for these tracks it's so helpful um this was timed i believe um and i think it was on i think it's on wild goose is it not i'm not sure yes it is it's on wild goose and it is timed and i just thought oh i'll, I'll have a i'll have a listen and I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I had to listen to this from start to finish, because this is um, the wonderful Mick Ryan, um, and I'll say it to his face: it's a grand conversation on Napoleon, superbly done. It is. That wild beaten track to a set of friend of Bonaparte It tramped the sands and lofty rocks of St. Helena's shore Oh, the wind, it blew a hurricane, the lightning swift around it darts The seagulls, they were shrieking and the waves around it roar A hundred winds, the stranger cried, while I do range the spot where at last the gallant hero did his weary eyelids close And though a peace his limbs to rest His name will never be forgot This grand conversation on Napoleon Rose Oh, alas, he cried, why England did you persecute that hero foe? Much better, uh, just laid him on the plains of Waterloo. 
for Napoleon. He was a friend to heroes all about young and old. He called the money for to fly wherever he did go. When plans were forming night and day, the bold commander to betray said, "I'll go to Moscow, and there I'll ease my woes." If fortune smile on me that day, then all the world shall me obey. This grand conversation on the Polian road. His men in thousands then did rise to conquer Moscow by surprise. He led them all across the Alps, oppressed by frost and snow. But when he reached those Russian lands, he then began to open his eyes. For Moscow was a burning, and the men drove to and fro. Napoleon, dauntless, viewed the flames, and in his anguish at the same, he cried, "Retreat, my gallant men!" For time so swiftly flows. What thousands died in that retreat? Some forced their horses for to eat this grand conversation on the Polian road. At Waterloo they bravely fought, commanded by this Bonaparte field marshal. They did him betray, for he was bright like gold. When Blucher brought those Russians in, it nearly broke Napoleon's heart. He cried, "Me thirty thousand men are slain and dying sold." He viewed the plain and cried, "All's lost!" Then to his favourite charge across the plain was in confusion with blood and dying walls. The bunch of roses did advance and boldly entered into France. This grand conversation on the Napoleon Road. Then the Napoleon was sent to be a prisoner far across the sea, the Isle of Saint Helena. It was the final spot. And there alone in anguish he did end his life in misery. His son soon followed to the tomb. It was a noble plot, and long enough have they been dead. The blast of war is around us spread, and may our shipping float again to face the daring foes. And so, my boys, when honour calls, we'll boldly mount those wooden walls. This grand conversation on the Polian rose, and so me boys, when honour calls, we'll boldly mount those wooden walls. This grand conversation on the Polian rose. Grand conversation on Napoleon. Was I right? Mick Ryan and Paul Downs. Beautiful. Beautiful. Absolutely, lovely. well done, the lads. Indeed, I'm looking forward to seeing them uh, yeah. in about oh, about an hour or so. An hour or so, yeah, that'll be good. Uh, now we couldn't really do a program um, about um, uh, Waterloo without including uh, uh, Liza Carthy and Norma Waterson, and um, 
we've sort of neglected them of recent weeks, and so we thought we'd better put that right. This is from the CD Gift by Eliza and Norma, <laughs> and this is Bonaparte's Lament. <laughs> with Norma Watson and Eliza Carthy um, Eliza singing and playing mandolin and fiddle there Martin Carthy on guitar, Saul Rose on melodeon and Martin Simpson on banjo a lovely, lovely sound it was a special sound, it really used to rock along didn't it? yeah, yeah, and that's on uh, Gift is the name of the CD right, somebody else that we couldn't possibly leave out of a programme uh, regarding Waterloo is Mr Peter Bellamy 
Yes, and and we all just say, meanwhile at sea. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile at sea, yes. We're not only recruiting people for the army, we're recruiting people for the navy. Yes, and uh, this time he's on board a 98. <laughs> When I was young and scarce eighteen, I drove a roaring trade. And many a silly trick have I played on many pretty mates. Well, my parents saw that would not do, for I soon would spend their stock. But they resolved that I should go on board a man of war. Well, a bold press gang surrounded me, their warrants they did show. They felt that I must go to sea and face a daring foe. Then as off they lugged me to the boat, and twas then I cast my face. For then I found that I should float on board a ninety-eight. And when first I put my foot on board, how I did stand and stare. For our admiral, he gave the word, there is no time to spare. So we weighed our anchor, we shook out sail, then off they bore me straight to face the French in storm and gale on board of 98. And as time fled, I bold and grew, I hardened was to war. I could run aloft with my ship's crew and value not a scar. And right well I did my duty do, till I got boatswain's mate. And bless me soon, got boatswain to one for a ninety-eight. So the years rolled by, and at Trafalgar, brave Nelson, he fought and fell. And when they capsized that hardy car, I took a rap as well. So to Greenwich College I come back, because I'd saved my pay. I'd only knocked a wing off Jack on board a 98. So now I can my cocoa take my pouch with baggage stored. In my blue coat and my three-cock hat I'm as happy as a lord. Till I've done my duty, I've served my king, and now I bless my thanks. But bless me, I'm too old to sing, I'm nearly ninety-eight. 
Peter Bellamy on board a 98 from uh, Peter's CD, Tell It Like It Was. Uh, Napoleon even crept into shanties. Um, the next one comes uh, from uh, Tom and Barbara Brown's wonderful collection, Short Sharp Shanties, um, which is all the collection of Yankee Jack Short of Watch It. Yeah. And um, this was all collected, of course, by Cecil Sharp, um, which is where they ended up with short sharp shanties. And uh, um, this particular version is sung by our good friend Jackie Oates. And this is Boney Was a Warrior. with Boney was a warrior I've never heard that you know I've never heard that track Haven't before you? no it's lovely isn't it it is it's very, it's very nice isn't it and uh, it, it, it's, it's it's really nice having Jackie's voice on that uh, uh, that collection of CDs there's three yeah. CDs in the series yeah and uh, uh, the, the, when you're reading the notes they uh, the ones that were slightly more salacious than most <laughs> they thought they'd give to Jackie <laughs> 
Who did she notice? <laughs> Possibly. Bless her. Love it to pieces. Now, um, last night, uh, and I couldn't get, unfortunately, and neither could Barry, um, Topsham Folk Club uh, hosted um, Good Habits. Oh, yes. And they very kindly sent us an MP3 of their latest album. Unfortunately, it arrived too late for me to include in last week's programme, which I would dearly have loved to do. Um, but I thought... Well, okay, let's put it in tonight. Um, it's, it may have nothing to do whatsoever with uh, Napoleon or Waterloo. But well, for sure we could have found a link but, if we tried. Well, frankly, that's none of your business. Okay. Something in the water's got you. Did someone do it better than you? Something's got you all worked up Did someone say you're not enough? Something in the water's got you Something is confusing you Someone else is hurting you Doing just what you wanna do It's none of your business It's none of your business What they do to only anger you you want it, let it go, don't you do it your way, someone's got to tell you to stop, sometime it'll get too much, don't you want it, let it go, don't you want to see, it's none of your business, it's none of your business what they do Business with 
Good habits there, with none of your business. Well, well, well. That was quite nice. It was. I was disappointed I couldn't get yeah, last night. I couldn't. I, no, I had I couldn't so much to do with yeah. other things, but uh, yeah. um, I shall certainly look out for them, and I suggest, good people, that you do the same. I'm enjoying quite Where a lot of... Where are they based? Of, um, do you know? I've no idea. No idea at all, I'm afraid. Um, all I know is that they sent me an MP3 of their album, and I'm enjoying many which of the Which is nice, from but it. unfortunately we don't get any notes, No, do we don't. We, we don't get any thing. information on it. So which it means you've got to do some more work and mug up. Yeah. Um, so I've no doubt I should be playing a few more um, from that uh, yeah. that album. Yeah. Um, so look out for them. Good habits. Now your choice next, Keith Kendrick yeah. from his album um, Songs, Songs from the Derbyshire, Derbyshire Coast. Coast, from that rugged coastline between Ilkeston and Buxton. Yeah. Um, which is um, you, you've got to ponder that a little bit. Time <laughs> <laughs> for a little quick anecdote. I. Um, in my in my ex-wife's family, there well, she's actually the owner of it, the custodian of it. There is a red um, woolen shawl, uh, woven not not knitted, but like a woven fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, my um, former grandmother-in-law um, explained to me um, after some story in the Sidmouth Herald cropped up. She said, "Oh, they got it wrong, dear." I said, what was that all about then? Well, she said, the women of Otterton, which, for those who don't know the uh, geography around here, is to the south uh, of um, Sidmouth here. The women of Otterton used to put put their shawls up over their heads, dear, and used to walk along the cliff, cliff tops during the day. I said, oh, yeah. What was that all about? Well, then at night, she said, they used to turn the donkeys out on the cliff tops with, um, with lanterns around their necks. I said, well, what was that? Well, in case bonies should try to invade. So, um, women, there must be some red shawls about, because oh. women of Otterton would walk along the clifftops during the day in case Boney was out there looking through his spyglass. Right. Or his fleet. Worried about invasion. Uh, yeah. Um, but at night time, uh, we'd see lights, you see, on the donkey's necks. Right. So, and I think, I think I was probably one of the few people who heard that story. Yes, interesting. <laughs> so and anyway. now it is out in the public domain. Domain, and there, there you go. go. And this anyway. is Mr Kendrick with Napoleon's Dream. Well, it, was, it, will be well, it would be in a minute. Mind you, it's a long way to the sea from Derby. <sighs> Try again. Try again. One night, sad and languid, I went to me bed. I scarcely reclined on my pillow. When a vision surprising came into me head, I thought I was crossing the billow. I dreamt as my vessel crossed over the deep. I beheld a huge rock standing craggy and steep A rock where the willows were once known to weep Oh, the grave of that once famed Napoleon Oh, the grave of that once famed Napoleon Now I dreamt as my vessel drew near to the land 
I beheld clad in green a bold figure, with his trumpet of fame held high in his hand. On his brow there was valour and vigour. O stranger, cried he, dost thou venture to me from the land of thy sires, where they boast? They are free—a story, a true story. I'll tell unto thee concerning that once famed Napoleon. Concerning that once famed Napoleon. Now remember the years were immortally told. I crossed all the Alps, famed in story, and the legions of France were the sons of my pride. I led them to honour and glory, and on the plains of Marengo I tyrants upheld, and wherever my banner, the eagle, was unfurled, twas the standard of freedom all over the world. My signal of fame cried, Napoleon. My signal of fame cried. As a soldier, I've borne both the heat and the cold. I've marched to the trumpet and cymbal, and by the dark deeds of tragedy, all I have been sold. Though mortals before me did tremble, both rulers and princes their stations demean. And like scorpions, they spat out their venom and spleen. But soon, liberty all over the world shall be seen. As I woke from my dream, cried Napoleon. As I woke from my dream. Cried Napoleon.
Napoleon's retreat from Wigan. Poem by me. Thank you. It was on the plains of Earlham. The year 1815. Napoleon was sat in his long johns. Supping Brasso with Josephine. He chewed his nails to the very quick. So he chewed them down to the slow. He was chewing very hard. When up the backyard come a corporal. His nose all aglow. Hey, being mon capitaine, he cried. Sacred blue Murdalo's palace hooks. <laughs> and Boney spat out a big lump of oil and said, Bugger me, what's to do? <laughs> the lads have just come back from the Wigan, said Corporal. <laughs> News played him at the billiards last night. But the Wigan lads cheated and give us wobbly cues. And sewed all pockets up tight. <laughs> and they put lard on chalk and glue on news balls. <laughs> and stuffed up wellies with barbed wire. And they bunged up muskets with parking. So we couldn't get the buggers to fire. <laughs> and we had to walk home after punch up. Because tram guard looked at us right black. He said... Bog off, froggies. <laughs> so we had leg it all the way back. Ecky le pecky, said Boney. I'll show him what team's the best. And he had a quick chew of his fingernails and stuck his hand up his vest. He said, dish out some spud guns and catapults too. And give lads pea shooters all round. We'll burn down the pie and pea shops. And raise chippies down to ground. <laughs> Was will run through Wigan like a dose of Andrews. <laughs> we'll make them tremble and quake. We'll loot and we'll pillage. And we'll pinch things as well. <laughs> and we'll smash all the Eccles cakes. <laughs> well, he bothered the Earl and Muck cart. And some spuds to roast, don't we? And with all of his lads in wagon, he pointed the horse, Wigan way. <laughs> but the weather turned rotting to spite him. <laughs> it snowed, rained and ailed and all rest. So Boney started sulking and chewing his nails and sticking his hand up his vest. Soon the horse wouldn't go no further. It was weary and smelly and old. And he asked for a blanket and time and a half. <laughs> and boots for working in cold. <laughs> so they traipsed through the snow for a fortnight. This chuffed to the neck as they were. They'd icicles hanging from the nom de plumes. <laughs> and frost all over their hair. <laughs> While they trudged through the slush round the slag heaps. And up bit canal and bit pier. So they come to a big doormat in snow that said, Bog off. <laughs> and, and Boney said, Hey, up, lads, we're there. <laughs> but the gates of Wigan was bolted tight. Said Boney, Phew, what a pest. <laughs> and he had another chew of his fingernails and stuck his hand up his vest. There he stood at the front gates of Wigan. Frozen tears coming in lumps down his chin. 
and he kicked on front door with his well, he's in temper and said, come on cheeky buggers, let's in. <laughs> but there, on the front door of Wigan, a notice he read with a groan, saying we heard as how you were coming. We buggered off, there's no one at home. <laughs> Boney, he was right blazing. But Wigan was blazing also. Because they'd left Chip and on gas ring. <laughs> and Wigan were all aglow. <laughs> so they all got round and warmed up a bit. And as the flames grew higher, he took out a food parcel, he got off his gram and toasted his crackers on fire. <laughs> Now Wigan burnt down to ashes and it got cold so they had to retreat and they'd the boots and socks on way so they had to walk home in bare feet. <laughs> Retreating were worst part of business cos lads were starting to see red and the eastern booed when he walked up in front and chucked snowballs at the back of his head. <coughs> Boney were right pigged off with all this. So that night he worked out a plan and he pawned all lads' muskets as they lay there in camp. And he come home on number 11 tram. <laughs> it was dark when he got back to their street. And stars was twin eckling above. And Boney's passions rose and bursted all his buttons. As he thought of Joe Seffluent, his love. <laughs> he stamped the snow off his boots, opened the door and stuck his rifle in plant pot in fall. He said, I'm home, sweetie pie, light of my life. And Josephine shouted rude things. <laughs> Don't think you can go out bloody conquering. <laughs> she said. <laughs> stopping out all night with bloody lads. <laughs> you worse bloody stop out in Earlham, you. Bunny said, there's no answer to that. You've not finished paper in the lobby yet. This house is the right bloody mess. And you just stand there, chewing at your nails and sticking your hand up your vest. Well, she run downstairs and smashed him in cob. And when he tried to get into bed, she got right nasty and picked up the pole and emptied it over his head. So you see what they say in the hysterical books isn't always right. It were Boney who got deaf and dumb breakfast. And Joseph Lewintu said, not tonight. <laughs> or she made him sleep downstairs on the hearthrug, tossing and turning without rest, kicking the cat and chewing his nails and sticking his hand up his vest. Thank you very much. <laughs> Mr. Mike Harding with Napoleon's retreat from Wigan. <laughs> I haven't said that for a long time. That's wonderful. Uh, prior to that was Keith Kendrick with Napoleon's, Napoleon's dream. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realise Napoleon got as far as Wigan. You know, it's <laughs> scary, isn't it? Yeah. it is. Well, yeah, because I was still in Yorkshire then. It was, was pretty <laughs> damn close. It was. It yeah. was indeed. And our good friend Amy, Amy Ferguson, now Amy Davenport, uh, married into the family. Um, her mum and dad-in-law sent me um, a few CDs, uh, Paul and Liz Davenport, that is. Um, and they sent me their whole back catalogue. Um, 
but um, I've managed to pick out one um, that's very short notice to to put in. Um, this one is called "The Next to Die." It isn't actually about uh, the. Uh, Waterloo battle uh, in fact it was written by an army officer during the Indian mutiny uh, but it's all very much of the same thoughts uh, of war so Paul and Liz Davenport here with the next to die We meet neath the sounding rafters and the walls around our bed as they echo to our laughter, t'would not seem that the dead were there. So stand to your glasses steady, tis all we have left to prize. Quaff a cup to the dead already, and one to the next who dies. Dreads to the dead returning Who shrinks from that sable shore Where the high and the haughty yearning Of the soul shall be no more So stand to your glasses steady Tis all we have left to prize Quaff a cup to the dead already and one to the next who dies There's a mist on the glass congealing Tis the hurricane's fiery breath And tis thus that the warmth of feeling Turns to ice in the grasp of death So stand to your glasses steady Tis all we have left to prize Quaff a cup to the dead already And one to the next who dies There is no time for repentance Tis folly to yield to despair when a shudder may finish a sentence Or death put an end to a breath So stand to your glasses steady Tis all we have left to prize Quaff a cup to the dead already And one to the next who dies Time was when we frowned upon others We thought we were wiser then But now let us all be brothers For we may never meet again So stand to your glasses steady Tis all we have left to prize Quaff a cup to the dead already and one to the next who dies But a truce to this dismal story For death is a distant friend So here's to a life of glory And a laurel to crown each end So 
Stand to your glasses steady, tis all we have left to prize. Quaff a cup to the dead already, and one to the next Paul and Liz Davenport, the next to die. Nice one too. And uh, you were remarking that it was produced by Brian Redford. Yeah, indeed. Of artisan, of course. uh, Yes, excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, Right, moving on swiftly. Swiftly, swiftly. Reaching the end. Another one of our favourite singers. Indeed. Mr Steve Turner. And um, this was on. This is on a, a, a sampler that I came into my possession some while ago. I've got so I've got no notes on it at all. But this needs no introduction, really. And neither does Steve Turner, for that matter. Steve Turner with the Isle of Saint Helena.
Turner there with the Isle of St. Helena. Oh, nearly brought us to an end, haven't you? Really? It is, yes. We, uh... I've enjoyed your selection tonight. Yes, thank you, Andrew. Oh, uh, guess who's just put his phone back on? That was pretty silly, wasn't it? A bit early. <laughs> yeah, oh, bit. shut up. <laughs> I should just drop it into this nearby bucket of water. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> Uh, right, as I say, we are rapidly reaching the end. We are also rapidly coming up to Sidmouth Festival. We are. Six weeks on Friday we start. Um, so from now on we shall be starting to uh, include various tracks of uh, artists who are appearing at the festival. We've asked for a lot of the artists to send us their MP3s of their uh, their stuff. Uh, we are still waiting, I hate them to add. Yes, so and, uh, listen in, guests. If you've, yeah. got, if you've got stuff you'd like to like us to play, we'd be glad to play it. So Indeed, please, we please send would. it in. Do too. please send it in. Yeah, I can't see the address from there. Um, Sid Valley Radio, um, where is it at? Uh, well, it's at Stowford Centre. Stowford, yeah, Best Stowford to, Community Centre. Yeah. Best thing oh, to do up, is uh, Tash will have sent you an email um, um, telling you the uh, the number and uh, the email address that you can send your MP3s to, which is my own email address. So we shall look forward to seeing them. And we're finishing up tonight with Blows of Bella. With Billy Ruffian, of course, um, Napoleon was transported to St. Helena on HMS Bellerophon, uh, who was known amongst the fleet as the Billy Ruffian. And the, I bet they did. I bet the chap who named it Billy Ruffian, I bet he ran a radio programme. <laughs> <Could laughs> his French was about as good as mine. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and uh, this is a, a bourree from Blosabella. 
So, good night from Barry and I. Yeah, thank um, you for being with us. We're looking forward to heading up to go and see Crows. So, hope to speak to you next week. Good night. Good night, night all. Take care.